Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via a text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS, as we join you on this Monday, starting another week here in East Central Illinois and a pretty good weekend weather-wise over the weekend. Boy, you can't beat that weather. A lot of chance to get out and about and do some various things. And yesterday was out at the Muhammad Auto Fest. Appreciate Nick Taylor and his crew putting that together, having me be a part of that. So the weather was fantastic for those kinds of things. Cleaned out the garage, saw a movie, walked around downtown a little bit, walked on campus a little bit. So it was uh, good weather to do any or all of that if you had the chance. I trust you had a great weekend. Getting ready for the uh, start of another week here. I guess what we're in what they call now what the dog days of summer is what they officially call this. Right after the 4th of July until uh, September, or at least until August. So going to be uh, warm today. Lots of national news to talk about. Uh, President Trump will make his announcement of a Supreme Court nominee coming up tonight. You can hear that live here on DWS at 8 o'clock this evening. So we'll be listening for that. We'll carry that live. Busy show for you today. We'll have two guests during the course of the show. We're going to start off with the Republican candidate for Attorney General, Erica Harold. I think everybody around here knows Erica and her family. And, uh, boy, they've made a big impact in a lot of different ways. And uh, we'll talk about uh, her run for attorney general, some of the issues she's concerned about as uh, she runs against Kwame Raoul coming up in November. She's making the rounds here in central Illinois and uh, pleased to have her stop by for a few minutes here today, 15, 20 minutes or so here in this first hour. Then we'll have open line time after that. Then Kendall Gill every year for decades now, a couple of decades plus, has... uh, been involved in the Cunningham Children's Home uh, work, and he hosts every year the Kendall Gill Golf Outing this year down at the Orange Course in Savoy. And, of course, Flying Illini, we all know Kendall. So he'll be with us in the second hour for a little bit on his way to the golf course today. So two people we know pretty well here in central Illinois, Erica Harold and Kendall Gill coming up, and then your phone calls, emails, and texts throughout the morning here on A Penny for Your Thoughts, 356-9397. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357, and email us, talk at WDWS.com. Erica Harrell joins us in studio next on Penny for Your Thoughts. Welcome back, Penny, for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. We are on this uh, Monday morning. If you've ever been in a collision, Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair is the place to go to. They know having a car accident is a serious matter, and they are very passionate about their business. That's why they put their name on it. And they also know that having an accident is not very much fun. When you've had an accident, your mind's racing. You're thinking, why did I do this? How come they did that? You get through all of that, you get the numbers and phone numbers and insurance, all that exchange, and then you give uh, these guys a call, Dave and Bill, and get in touch with them, 
and they will take it over from there. They'll handle all the talk with the insurance adjusters. They'll figure out what uh, the damage is to your car. Is it totaled? Is it not totaled? Get you all set up and try to make this as painless as possible in that situation. They hope they do not have to serve you, but if uh, they do, they are located on the south side of I-74 there on Kenyon Road between Neal and Prospect exits, very conveniently located in Champaign-Urbana. Look for their attractive building. You can visit their website, gallomiller.com, one of our sponsors here on Penny for your thoughts. And in studio today, we have a couple of people in these next two hours that I think everybody in town knows pretty well. Erica Harold is one. Good morning. How are you? Great. Good. It's good to be on. I think, I think this is my first time being on Penny with you as the host, so congratulations. I know you were on with Jim a few times over the years. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So it's an honor to be on with you. And I think you've even been to our new studio before. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the, I was there, I think, the first week that the studio was um, open, so it's an yeah. honor to be back. Well, good to have you here, and you're making the rounds, I guess, here in central Illinois. Is that your plan today? Yes. Uh, today is the first day of a real concentrated tour statewide to meet with some of the businesses and social service providers that will have experience dealing with some of the issues that I'll be addressing as Attorney General. And my focus will be here will be listening to their concerns and having them give ideas on ways I can increase collaboration within our state and communities. Mm-hmm. A lot of people know you very well uh, growing up here, but also your family. Yes. How, are you, how is your family doing? My family is doing really well. My mother has always hoped that I would not run for political office just because (laughs) of sort of the negativity and toxicity that the political environment Mm -hmm. has. But they are all doing well. They all marched in the 4th of July parade here on Mm -hmm. my behalf because there are so many parades that you are committed to statewide. And so I I think they're enjoying it as much as they can. Mm -hmm. And your your siblings, I know too, your sisters in particular, married basketball players, right? Uh, They did. They did. Now, they always want me to stress they too were college athletes. That's right. They were. That's how they met their husbands. That's right. Yes, my one sister married a Illini great Brian Randall, Mm -hmm. and then the other sister married Henry Dahmerkant, and he was a great basketball player player at Eastern Illinois University. So I'm just trying to figure out why I have no athletic genes in my <laughs> life. <laughs> so what are the family reunions? Is there a lot of basketball? I mean, uh, with, you've got great athletes among all four yes. of them. Yeah. So I am not one of those. I will cheer for them. But really the stiffest competition, both sisters have five-year-old boys. And so watching them play against mm-hmm. each other, and they already are fantastic. And they've decided which college they're going to attend together. They want to sign together. And so what I need as an, as an attorney, I'm thinking I'm going to be their agent. I want to make sure that I can get in on some of that sports action. <laughs> and you have a brother also, right? I do. Yeah. I have a brother. He, mm-hmm. He's an engineer. Mm-hmm. And he also, I have to give him his, his credit, he also is a fantastic athlete. He ran track at University of Memphis mm-hmm. and second team All-American. Yeah, and your dad was a pitcher. Right. My Reagan dad pitcher, was a pitcher yeah. for yeah. the U of I's baseball team, yeah. and my mom ran track at the U of I, and wow. that's in fact how they met. <laughs> and my well, great moment, I scored a basket for the wrong team on the eighth grade girls basketball team, which is why <laughs> I cheer for those who do. Yeah. <laughs> Erica Harold is with us. She's running for attorney general. Why run for attorney general? I mean, uh, I know you've got the legal background. You've, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of when they hear the 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 job attorney general, they probably don't know a whole lot about what they do, right? I mean, why run for this office? Yeah. 
the the job of attorney general is a very powerful platform to make a difference in people's lives as it relates to upholding the constitution and the rule of law but also making sure that people's interests are protected in the consumer protection arena um, workers compensation reform issues you have the ability to be a leader in addressing the opioid epidemic and criminal justice reform issues and it's an independent constitutional office and that's important because we live in a state right now where there's a lot of political polarization. And regardless of what's happening in Springfield, I would have the ability to be an independent constitutional officer that could represent people's interests regardless. So the statewide part of it kind of appeals to you because you've got a bigger platform, basically. You, you have an enormous platform to be able to make a difference throughout the state. And because your actions aren't tethered to anyone else in government, you have the ability to exercise independent, reform-minded judgment on behalf of the people. We're here with uh, Erica Harold at 356-9397. Also, you can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Uh, everybody knows her story, grew up in Urbana. I know one of the things that um, one issue that you talked about when you ran for Miss America or competed in Miss America was bullying because yes. you were bullied, right? That's right. I was the victim of racial and sexual harassment when I was in high school and had to transfer to a different high school as a result mm -hmm. of that. And that experience, though, of having to leave a high school and experience that it made me feel very marginalized at the time, but it really was the impetus for me to become an attorney. I wanted to acquire the skills not only to be able to stand up for myself, but also to be able to stand up and be an advocate for other people. And I would hope as attorney general to be able to address issues like cyberbullying because, unfortunately, bullying has not gone away. And in this era of the Me Too movement where we're trying to figure out how to address issues of sexual harassment, I think my background, both personal experiences and professional experiences addressing some of these issues really would lend themselves well to be an effective leader. Mm -hmm. And you've spoken out on this a little bit about the Me Too uh, and, and really the lack of movement in the State House when it comes to this in Springfield. I know you've put forth some ideas on that because you've, I know you, you said uh, you've experienced it yourself, right? Absolutely. I don't know any woman who has not experienced sexual harassment in the workplace. And one of the things that stands out in terms of how Springfield addresses this is it doesn't have a process whereby an independent investigation can take place. And without an independent investigative process, it really inhibits people from coming forth with complaints and allegations because they're afraid of retaliation and they're afraid that no one will take their concern seriously. And so I've set forth a series of reforms of how I think the legislative inspector general process should be reformed in terms of giving more independence and transparency to the process because I think that's really the only way of reforming the structure that that protects people sometimes who mm -hmm. are perpetrators. I guess we shouldn't be surprised because society's taken a long time to reach a point to do something about this, but did it shock you a little bit about in the state house, in the in the people's house, that this was a big issue, a problem? Sadly, it did not, because yeah. as somebody who has run for office once before, I certainly have experienced some of that kind of behavior where people make comments and behave in ways that are completely inappropriate. But I think 
what's unique about a place like Springfield or state government is that you have people there who are skilled at attaining power, leveraging it, and holding on to it. Mm -hmm. And that can be very intimidating for people who are victims of this kind of behavior because there's a huge power imbalance. And these issues of harassment are all about the power imbalance, and that's why you need an investigative process that's independent and fair. That way, somebody who is a potential victim feels confident that that power won't be used to squash their complaint. Mm -hmm. Another uh, ministry you're involved in is prison ministry. You're, you've been on the board of uh, prison ministry, right? To, yes. For the last couple of years at least, I not longer. For about 11 years, yeah. I've been on the board of directors of a group called Prison Fellowship, and it's the nation's largest outreach to inmates and their families. And I got involved with this organization many years ago when I was invited to go do a chapel service in a men's maximum security prison. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was unnerved. I had <laughs> no idea what to expect. I would be intimidated. It, it was, it was yeah. intimidating because this is a place where most of the people who are serving sentences, they are serving sentences for very serious crimes. But... I had been reading a passage of scripture where it talks about that which you do for the least of these you do unto me. And it talks about going to live out your faith by going into the prisons and trying to live out your faith in a meaningful way. So when I was invited, I went into the chapel and found not only that it was a transformational experience, I saw some of the programs that had been implemented that made a difference in, in the inmates' lives. So giving them educational and vocational opportunities, that actually served to reduce the violence within the prisons. But then it equipped people once they were released from prison to be on a better path to be able to put their lives back together to attain housing and employment. And so as Attorney General, being able to institute criminal justice reform measures and give people those second chances is something that's very important to me. I know criminal justice reform, and you just touched on it, is through that experience has helped you kind of crystallize some thoughts on what can be done because uh, there's a lot of incarceration that goes on all the time. Right. It's a preventative part of this, right? Talk about that a little bit. What, what your goals are in that area? What were some ideas maybe you've thought about? Yeah, what And some of the ideas I've come up with actually come from living in this community and seeing some things that have worked well. Mm -hmm. One idea is the use enhanced use of what are called problem-solving courts, where you drug courts, mental health courts, and veterans courts. And we have a great drug court here in Champaign-Urbana, Champaign County. And what it does is it gives judges more discretion to give people diversion opportunities and rehabilitation opportunities to be able to address issues of addiction as opposed to just incarcerating people. We spend a lot of money, maybe $40,000 a year, incarcerating a person. And if we can give some of those resources towards giving people treatment opportunities, then not only are we enhancing the human dignity component of our criminal justice system, but it actually enhances public safety within our communities. I think what tends to happen, and, and those of us on the outside who are not in prison, and you've been in these prisons and seen this, we tend to say, well, they, you know, they did this crime, and we kind of forget about them. We just put them in there, and that's the end of it. And you I know, think that's you know. I think I think that's a very common way that people view it, and 
one of the things that I found going into the facilities and hearing the stories of people who were incarcerated were a lot of the factors that led people to to that place. And it's not to say that people are not responsible for their choices, but it is saying that we have to take into consideration some of the factors that led them there, especially when you're dealing with women who are incarcerated. Many women who are incarcerated, they are for drug-related offenses, mm-hmm. and many of them they were victims of abu- physical or sexual abuse when they were younger, and drugs became a way of addressing some of mm-hmm. those abuse issues. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's not to say people aren't responsible for their choices, but it's also saying that we should take into consideration the totality of someone's life circumstances. And if we're dealing with something where people, where treatment would aid people in being able to start their life over, I think we need to be more willing to give that opportunity. We're visiting with Erica Harold here for a few minutes. Uh, She's got several places to go today. We appreciate her stopping by for a few minutes here on Penny for Your Thoughts. She's running for Attorney General. We're at 923 here on Penny for Your Thoughts. 3569397 is how you can join us here quickly. She'll be here just a few more minutes. Uh, Opioids, the opioid epidemic. People talk all the time about marijuana, and there's all kinds of debate back and forth about legalizing and medicinal marijuana and so forth. But uh, I know just reading some of the things you've talked about, opioids are the one that you see as an even bigger issue. Absolutely. The the opioid epidemic really took many people by surprise because we've always known that it was an issue in terms of addiction it's but the overdoses and the overdose re- overdoses that have led to death have really spiked so in 2016 for example there were nearly 2000 Illinoisans that lost their lives to opioid related overdoses mm-hmm. and that's nearly twice the number of people who were killed in car accidents mm-hmm. and the reason for this spike is that there's been increased use of in- of synthetic substances which are much more toxic and it's something where we can prevent if we start to focus more efforts on educating, particularly young people. But we have to work much harder within our state to be able to leverage the treatment opportunities because right now there aren't enough treatment resources. Mm-hmm. So I've been speaking with state's attorneys throughout the state trying to figure out what are the best practices that we can use to equip law enforcement when they are called to the scene and somebody is near death and to make sure that law enforcement has proper equipment to protect themselves because some of these substances are simply that toxic. Mm -hmm. But how can we stem this epidemic, which really is a public health crisis that if given proper attention and treatment resources, we can get ahead of? All right, have a uh, caller for you if you want to uh, put the headphones on there. We've got uh, Anna Wall. Hey, Anna Wall, how are you? Good morning. Oh, I'm delighted to call in and congratulate this wonderful young lady for her accomplishments and achievements. Thank you so much. Not only because she's an Afro-American, but because of her accomplishments and the fact that she can be an outstanding role model for other women. And that's why I'm calling to congratulate her and wish her the best of luck. Thank you so much. That really means a lot to me. Being able to travel around and to speak to people who are excited about this campaign is such an honor and a privilege, and I certainly appreciate you taking the time to call in this morning. Thank you, Anna Wall. Thank you. Appreciate it. You campaigned before for Congress. I did. How how is it different? I mean, I realize it's statewide compared to a district, but uh, what's that like dealing with all the different people across the state? Uh, Do you have to kind of um, ration your time, or how, how do you do that? 
it's it's a huge state and so i spent a lot of time driving up and down 74 57 55 and trying to make sure i'm places on time is a challenge when you deal with some of the traffic patterns so that's that's a big challenge but one of the things that i found is that although there's great diversity in the state of illinois people fundamentally want the same sort of things they want job security they want safety for their families and their children in schools and they want the opportunity to be able to work hard and achieve good results and so the goal of everyone who's running for office should be to figure out how can we bring together people to pull in the same direction regardless of background Mm -hmm. and I've also found that people have responded well to this concept of it's not about running for attorney general and being hyper-partisan. It's about holding both parties accountable and being a watchdog for better state government for everyone, regardless of political background. Okay. Another call here. I believe we have Charlie in Champaign. Charlie, how are you? Good morning. How are you? Good. Good morning, Charlie. I uh, hope you, I wonder if you remember the Red Grange program that we did uh, four years ago at the, at the Virginia. I do. I do. I know you were the person that was responsible for bringing that to the stage. And I had the honor of singing the Illinois State song during it. It was a fantastic evening. Well, it was it was a fantastic evening. And I I wish you all the best. And I but I I was so grateful for you to be so kind to join us that evening. And your uh, your singing of my favorite Illinois song was, I think, capped off the whole evening. It was a it was a great evening, and but uh, again, I appreciate your kindness, and and I wish you all the best in your in your adventures. Thank you so much, and it truly was a, a cel- that evening at the Virginia Theater. It was a play about the life of the Great Red mm-hmm. Grange, and it was a celebration right. of the Illini, Illinois, and really all of the things that people here in this community know yeah. makes our community so great. Yep. Yeah. Well, Thanks again. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. We've got a couple more minutes here with Erica Harold. She's running for attorney general. Of course, we know her here from being in Urbana. Eric, you're in Muhammad. Go ahead, sir. Well, uh, first of all, Brian, that was a a great job at the the car show. What a a bunch of awesome vehicles. And, you know, you ran it well. It looked like it got bigger this year. Anyway, I think that Erica Harold should withdraw from that race and just uh, go straight and run for governor. I, I, she has my vote in one minute. So that's it. Okay. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you. And of course, you've, you've, thank you, Eric. Uh, You've been working at Meyer Capel, right? Yes. You continue to work there? Yes. Although I've transitioned my litigation Mm -hmm. to other attorneys within Meyer Capel because running for office and covering the state is a full time endeavor. But I'm very fortunate to work with outstanding attorneys there who have been able to provide exceptional service Mm -hmm. to our clients. A couple of things before we let you go. One, uh, the, uh, a couple of national issues, Supreme Court yes. nominee tonight. Uh, there's a couple of women I know on the short list, at least one. Do you know any of those folks? Or I don't. I okay. don't. And so I will be watching with the same sort of anticipation and excitement as, as everyone else. And I hope that the nomination process, whoever is selected, that it can focus on judicial philosophy and their background and life experiences. I think, unfortunately, the nomination process has become 
way too hyper-partisan and toxic mm. in ways that probably discourage great people from seeking to serve. And also a young lady that we both know, we watched grew up, uh, Grace Kajetarian, yes. uh, is looking to be Miss America. She just uh, got Miss Illinois. Did you have any advice for her going forward here? Well, here? I, I was actually able to see Grace this morning, okay. and I was emceeing the Miss Illinois pageant the mm -hmm. night that she was crowned. So I got to be the person to announce that she was the new Miss mm -hmm. Illinois, and I could not be more proud of her. My only piece of advice for her is to be herself. She's a remarkable young woman, and so has great character and a great platform that she will make an impact for the mm -hmm. young people. So I would tell her, trust her instincts and be herself. And I think the judges will fall in love with her the same way we all have. <laughs> well, they certainly have. And uh, they made some changes there uh, since yes. you were there. Uh, I don't know what you think don't about Don't remind me of how long it's been <laughs> since I've competed. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're still kind of going through. Sounds like trying to figure out what they want to do with the changes. Um, I don't know what you make of all of that, but... Uh, yeah. It is. It's been a big story. Yeah, they they've they've made a lot of changes, and I'll just be eager to see what the telecast looks like. I think they're still trying to figure out exactly what the phases of competition will be, mm -hmm. and so I'm just I'm more of a spectator at this point, watching mm -hmm. someone that I've been involved in her life for a very long time, and hoping that she has the very best experience possible. Well, uh, you're going to be around town this today. What, what are you going to do today? What are you looking at? Yeah, I will be going to Restoration Urban Ministries after this. Mm -hmm. I will have the opportunity to hear about some of the programs that they are working on and hopefully get a chance to speak to some of the residents there to hear about programs that they think would help their lives. I'll then be going to NCSA to talk about some of the supercomputing supercomputing issues and uh, data privacy is something that the next attorney general will be focused on so i will be eager to hear mm. their ideas on that right. and then it's off to the races after this <laughs> long way to november that's right yeah. a, it, a short time fast. but yeah. it's running for office in a statewide campaign yeah. is like running a marathon at a sprint pace yeah. erica great to see you thank, thank you so you much for, for having in. me and congratulations on this. Well, thank you. Congratulations to you, and uh, good luck out there. Thank you so much. All right, that's Erica Harold uh, running for Attorney General. We'll take a quick break, Blake, and we'll come back with the news with Tim Dippman after this. Get caught up on the latest local news, sports, and weather on the DWS News Hour presented by ABC Heating and Air. Join us this afternoon at 4 here on News Talk 1400. All right, time for the news now with Tim Dippman. We'll have him update us, and then we will continue with more Penny for Your Thoughts. Open line up until the top of the hour. Then after the news at 10, we'll have Kendall Gill come in, someone else we know. Quick text came in. Erica Harold, you're awesome. Illinois needs you. You'll do a fantastic job. You have my vote. That text in just uh, right now, 3515357 on the text line. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Good to have you with us today on this Monday. Thanks to Erica Harold for coming by. Republican candidate for Attorney General. Of course, we all know her around here. We know her parents. We know her siblings. We know who their siblings married. <laughs> so everybody kind of knows her. And uh, she is um, running for Attorney General. So we'll see what happens there. Kwame Raoul is the um, Democratic candidate. He's the guy, by the way, that succeeded uh, Barack Obama when Barack Obama was elected to the U.S. Senate. Then uh, Kwame Raoul took uh, his place 
in the um, state legislature. So that's kind of his background. But uh, anyway, those two running against each other. And that'll be all the way until November. And I was thinking about that because uh, the reason I asked Erica about what does an attorney general do, because I don't know, I mean, people know the position, and they know it has to do with legal stuff. But beyond that, you know, you kind of think about it, you know, it's what do you do? And uh, she was very uh, articulate in, in outlining exactly what the position is, the goal she has for the position, and we'll see what happens in the uh, statewide race this time. She'd run previously against Rodney Davis uh, at one point in a primary and lost. Three five six nine three nine seven is how you can join us on the phone lines. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Kendall Gill will join us in our number two, someone else that we know pretty well around here, don't we? The Cunningham Children's Home Golf Outing, the Kendall Gill Golf Outing down in Savoy today. I think Lou Henson's supposed to be there, last I heard, down there today for that great event. He's been doing it a long, long time. We'll talk to him after the news at 10. Open phone time here for a while. We're at 940. Woods Basement Systems, you may have had some issues here with all the rain we've had this summer. Woods Basements, uh, the Woods family has helped over 55,000 homeowners. Our uh, basement or crawl space wall cracks an issue. I'm talking about the foundation walls of your home, what's lurking in your dirt crawl space, mold, pests of all types and smells, especially in the springtime once the air conditioner is turned on. Call this area's highest rated, most reviewed contractor, Woods Basement Systems. Uh, crawl space uh, wall cracks will let water leak into your crawl space. Most of that water gets trapped on top of the vapor barrier, and it evaporates up and into your home, and mold loves that. Protect your home's investment. Get your free estimate from Woods and fix those basement and crawl space cracks once and for all. They've won a lot of awards, uh, but they're most proud of their Better Business Bureau Torch Awards. Remember, Woods estimates do not cost you anything. How much is it costing you to not fix the problem? Give them a call, 888-935-935. 4333 or go to woodsbasementsystems.com. 3569397 is the phone number. Text line uh, already up and running. I uh, got a text in from Dave. He says, Hey, Brian, thanks for having Erica on. She's inspiring and very positive. She's the perfect example of how someone should run a campaign. Our state desperately needs her as our attorney general. That is from Dave. All right, uh, let's see here. What else is going on? Of course, tonight at 8, the president is going to make his announcement for the Supreme Court, his nominee. That certainly is going to be a big story tonight. We'll have live coverage of that for you here on the radio at 8 o'clock. And, of course, that rescue continues in Thailand. Apparently, they've got eight of those boys out of there now. I think they had four out yesterday. And this is not like just dropping a rope down and pulling them out. This is swimming scuba diving basically coming them bringing them out one at a time and somehow getting them through that cave and then out and that ongoing uh, rescue operation they say is over for today uh, one of the aides there of the navy uh, seal commanders for the uh, thai military saying uh, they've now been uh, able to get eight of the 12 boys brought out of the treacherous cave system by divers The boys and their 25-year-old coach have been trapped for more than two weeks after heavy rains flooded the kilometers-long cave network made of of caverns connected by tight passages. I don't know if you've seen some of the video or some of the animation of that. It is uh, pretty incredible there. And also, uh, the president, down to the wires, he makes his choice as a replacement for retired Justice Anthony Kennedy. 
But uh, the president says with his final four options, he can't go wrong. He spoke to reporters Sunday afternoon. He concluded a weekend in New Jersey. The uh, top four believed to be federal appeals judges Brett Kavanaugh, Raymond Kethledge, he's from Michigan, Amy Coney Barrett, and Thomas Hardiman, those among the candidates being considered. And uh, White House officials have been, uh, there's been some leaks here and there, people commenting on who they think uh, the front runner is. I don't know if you have a preference among that group, but that is the uh, foursome there that apparently is leading the way when it comes to the Supreme Court nomination. So those are the uh, the big stories of the day. Of course, uh, immigration uh, has continued to percolate. Uh, a lot of different things happening in that front. But the Supreme Court and the Thai rescue, two of the big ones here today. All right, we're at uh, 944 here on Penny for Your Thoughts. And we'll take another break. Come back with more in just a moment. Hi, Jim Bohannon here. Please join us for the next Bohannon Show as Jed Babin will be with us to look at the president's pick for a Supreme Court justice plus the president's forthcoming summits tonight at 9 on DWS. And we'll have the president's announcement coming up tonight at 8 o'clock live here on the radio on DWS. Kendall Gill's going to join us just after 10 on his way to the Kendall Gill Cunningham Children's Home Golf Outing. So we'll visit with the Illini Great coming up here in just a little bit. 947 here on uh, Penny for Your Thoughts, and we stand at 79 degrees. 3569397 is how you can join us on the phone lines. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357. You can email us talk at wdws.com. So what do you uh, what do you make of all the talk with the Supreme Court? I I know pretty much. I mean, we already know going into this uh, where people stand, you know, the uh, majority of the uh, Democrats in the uh, Senate are going to say no. Majority of the Republicans are going to say yes. It's really going to come down to just a handful of senators on either side. And I think there's some methodology to it as to, uh, you know, the, Neil Gorsuch, you know, has been a model as far as uh, how to bring forth a nominee uh, airtight as far as any uh, criticism. I mean, he took a lot of questions at his confirmation. But uh, if you're the president and a president, you'd like that nice sailing through the, the best you can in these uh, polarized times. But we'll see how it uh, plays out in Washington, D.C. coming up. But obviously, uh, you've got Murkowski. You've got Susan Collins in Maine on the Republican side. You've got Joe Manchin on the Democratic side. You've got, I think, Donnelly in Indiana is another one. You've got uh, the lady from is it North Dakota or South Dakota, the senator out there. Uh, in a considered red state, and there's a lot of politics to think about when you uh, when you do this. But apparently, they're they're down to four, as far as the uh, the people that they're considering the most. And one of those is a 46 year old woman, Amy uh, Coney Barrett, graduate of Notre Dame. There's also three men involved. Most of these guys have sat on the uh, either the uh, circuit court at a very high level in D.C. or have all kinds of credentials or worked for George W. Bush. Uh, there's just all kinds of uh, background checks and everything else that goes into this. So a lot of consideration. And obviously for the Republican side, John McCain not being well, that also is a uh, hindrance when it comes to uh, the votes in the Senate in regards to how that is going to work. So anyway, it's going to be interesting. A big announcement tonight coming up at 8 o'clock Central here on DWS. We're at 9.50. Some of the things that have happened on this day in history, 356 9397 is the phone number if you'd like to join us. As far as today in history, 
this day, July 9th, 1776. Remember the Declaration of Independence? Well, it was read aloud to General George Washington's troops in New York. This day in 1850, the 12th President of the United States. Can you name him? Well, it was Zachary Taylor. Died after serving only 16 months of his term. He was succeeded by <laughs> Millard Fillmore. Another name that people uh, tend to forget. This day, interestingly enough, 1951, President Harry S. Truman asked Congress to formally end the state of war between the United States and Germany. 1951. Uh, this day in 1974, the U.S. Uh, former U.S. Chief Justice Earl Warren died in Washington at the age of 83. 1982, a Pan Am flight 759 crashed in Kenner, Louisiana, shortly after takeoff from New Orleans International Airport, killing all 145 people on board and eight people on the ground. That happened on this day. And uh, this day in 1995, Jerry Garcia performed for the final time as the front man for the Grateful Dead during a concert at Chicago's Soldier Field. 1995, huh? Garcia died a month later. So those are some of the things that have happened uh, on this day. Also, uh, let's see here. This day, 1955, we're going to rock around the clock. Bill Haley and the Comets, number one on the pop singles chart, stayed there for eight weeks. First uh, rock and roll record to hit number one on the Billboard charts on this day, 1955. And a year later, Dick Clark took over as the host of the music dance show Bandstand on a Philadelphia TV station. One year later, it went national as American Bandstand, as we know, on ABC, where it aired for three decades. And this day in 1877, the All England Croquet and Lawn Tennis Club began its first tennis tournament at Wimbledon. 21 amateurs played in the Gentlemen's Singles Tournament, the only event at the first Wimbledon. So uh, Wimbledon ongoing right now over across the pond, as they say. And this was the day in 2002, and this led to some uh, controversy and some changes with the way they do the All-Star Game. 2002, the baseball All-Star Game in Milwaukee finished in a 7-7 tie after 11 innings. Remember that? Both teams ran out of pitchers. They ran to the commissioner, Bud Selig, said, what do we do? They stopped the game. And what did they do as a result of that? Up until, I think, last year, the team that won the uh, All-Star Game had a home field advantage in the World Series. And that was a result of all of that that happened on this day in 2002. And here locally, uh, 50 years ago, the uh, Army Corps of Engineers said the proposed Lincoln Reservoir would probably flood the newly constructed Douglas County Lake. They said that in 1968. And in 2003 locally, the Farm Progress Show announced that country singer Brad Paisley and the music duo Montgomery Gentry had signed to perform at the show, which would be on farmland north of Henning. That's now uh, 15 years ago, right, in 2003. 3569397, lines are open. Open line time here this morning. We'll have Kendall Gill join us just after the news at 10 on his way down to the uh, Kendall Gill golf outing that he does every year. And we'll uh, talk to him, the Illini great here, about that and his work with uh, Cunningham and why he does all that and how he's doing and what he's up to. All of that coming up after the news at uh, 10, and then we'll have more open line time as well. All right, take another break. We'll come back with more. Penny for your thoughts in just a moment.
Tonight at 8 on DWS, we'll go to special coverage from CBS News of President Donald Trump and the announcement of his pick for the Supreme Court. That's tonight at 8 here on DWS. Back on Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. Glad you're with us today as we uh, come your way from our studios in downtown Champaign. We had Erica Harold on with us for the first uh, 20 minutes. We've been visiting with you here since the bottom of the hour. Glad you're with us on the uh, text line, email, and of course on the phones as well. 3569397. I was looking for my little summary here of uh, the different candidates that uh, people think are the front runners for the Supreme Court nomination. Uh, Kavanaugh, Judge Kavanaugh, has been considered a frontrunner, but his fortunes may be torpedoed by Trump's grudges. Kavanaugh was a top aide to President George W. Bush. As much as anything, personality drives the current president to action. And while some Twitters started posting a photograph of Kavanaugh walking with former Bush Deputy Chief of Staff Karl Rove, most of Kavanaugh's backers saw the writing on the wall given Rove's criticism of Trump's conduct as candidate and as president. Kethledge, uh, Kethledge has a reputation as a writer. That's apparently intrigued Trump, and Trump has also repeatedly asked if Kethledge is with him on the issue of religious liberty. That's a bedrock issue for Christian conservatives who form part of Trump's campaign coalition in 2016. And Barrett had a difficult confirmation hearing uh, for her current seat on a federal appeals court. It was uh, The Senate, of course, is split 51-49, and Uh, There's uh, the razor-thin edge there on both sides of the aisle when it comes to who might vote the opposite way. So that's kind of what they're talking about there. Let's go to the phones here to Brad in Champaign. Hey, Brad. Hey, Brian. It's Brad from Butler Roofing. We talked yesterday at Muhammad. Yes. How are you doing? I'm hot and tired, but I wanted to thank you for being a part of that. We love to hear you over the airwaves there at that show, and we always have a great time. Well, good. That was a great show, isn't it? I mean, that's a lot of fun. It was, and a great turnout, and you uh, you were nice enough to put the word out about my friend's uh, challenger, and last year it helped me with my card. I just want to tell you we really appreciate you being a part of it. Yeah, did he get any nibbles? He, he actually did. After he, was, after he was gone, someone came looking for it. Well, good. Well, hopefully he can get it sold. And my wife's little Mercedes took first place in import. Well, yeah, you you had a great day. I did. I did. <laughs> well, once again, I was just shouting out to you, and we appreciate you being a part of that. Well, thank you. It was a lot of fun to be out there, Brad, and I appreciate you coming up and saying hello. All right. You have a good day. Very good. You too. Yep. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was the uh, Muhammad Auto Fest is where I was yesterday. I also saw the uh, movie. We can talk more about this in the second half hour of hour number two, uh, the Mr. Rogers movie. Will You Be My Neighbor? And if you're anything like me, I mean, I used to watch that show all the time. That and Sesame Street and The Electric Company. There were two or three others, but those were the big three. And, of course, they were different, all different from each other in different ways. But uh, just uh, his impact on public television, but not just that, not just PBS, but uh, children's programming. You know, he was, he was very concerned about, you know, all the slapstick and goofiness that was on television when it came to addressing kids and their issues and their concerns and uh, it's it's a fascinating documentary and i think it runs about an hour and a half and it'll make you cry i think at some points but anyway we'll uh, talk about that in the second half hour we have kendall gill coming up after the news on wdws tone 10 o'clock central it's the second hour of a penny for your thoughts with brian barnhart on news talk 1400 wdws 
You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. All right, and uh, welcome back, Penny, for your thoughts. News Talk 1400, we're in hour number two here as we work our way through this Monday. Busy week ahead. We'll have an open line tomorrow at 9, on the money at 10. And then uh, Wednesday, we're going to do something a little unusual just because of a scheduling uh, issue. I'm going to do the first hour. Scott Beatty will do the second hour on Wednesday because I'm going to be speaking to some broadcast students at a camp over on the U of I campus at about 10.30. And since I can't be two places at once, we'll let Scott host the second hour uh, Wednesday. And then Thursday at 10 a.m., Mark Shagnon is going to join us, former educator at Unit 4, now a motivational speaker. So that's kind of what's ahead. But we had Erica Harold in the uh, first hour for a little while. She's running for attorney general. Everybody knows Erica. And everybody knows our next guest, too. Kendall Gill is here. <laughs> How are you, Kendall? Hey, Brian. I'm doing great. Hey. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. Okay, thank you. It's like great ready, to be here. Look like you're ready to play golf. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I pull these clothes out <laughs> once a year. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, my, wife, my wife actually pulls it out for me. Okay. Because you know, I can't dress. Yeah. You know, she dresses me. Remind people of your wife and your family, who, who all's here with you today. My wife uh, and my two sons, Phoenix and uh, Coda, are, are mm-hmm. coming down. This is a – well, my boys have been coming down now for – well, Phoenix now for 10 years and Coda for nine. So mm-hmm. uh, ever since they've been born, you know, once once a year we come down uh, for, for the golf outing. Uh, and sometimes I try to make it down for a football game or a basketball mm-hmm. ball game. I do that myself. But now that they're older and they can relate to everything, I'm going to start bringing them mm-hmm. down for those things. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to any basketball games at all or is it hard? I have been to a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, by myself, but now Phoenix is, you know, Phoenix is a pretty good basketball yeah. player, so now he's starting to get interested in, in, in watching the games and, and watching them, you know, courtside. Uh, you know, he really likes Northwestern's campus. For, for, you know, my wife went to Northwestern. Oh, okay. And, and, I'm try- and, I, and I'm trying to get him down here to U of I as much as I can because, you know, I just, I just can't see him in, in purple. Yeah, you know, that's, that's hard to envision. Orange and blue, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll talk uh, some more basketball here in a minute, but we don't talk about the golf outing because that's why you're here. Right. Cunningham Children's Home. Now, you've been doing this. This is the 29th. 29th year. And you were playing yeah. right before yeah. that. So yeah. you did this, started this right after you uh, what got drafted, right? Or right, right. Uh, it was right after my rookie year. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam Banks uh, asked me to come down to the to the golf outing, and we, we had no idea that, that we were going to work further on. I was just – coming down to participate in it for the first year. And then uh, Sam and I started talking. I said, you know, I'd I love to be involved with what, what you guys are doing down here. And uh, here we are 29 years later. Most people are familiar with the general mission, Cunningham mm-hmm. Children's Home. But educate people a little bit. What, what drew you to it? Uh, talk about the impact it has and, and why do this golf outing to benefit it. Well, uh, what drew me to it is, is their ability to help kids that, that that are disadvantaged you know a lot of these kids come from from backgrounds that, that are not uh, the most desirable but you know you bring them to Cunningham's uh, children's home and, and and you put them in an environment uh, that's that's nourishing that can can help uh, develop them uh, that's that's the main reason why I got involved you know because I love helping people you know that's mm-hmm. that's just part of my nature and th- this was a, a 
a vehicle in which I could do it. And, uh, you know, of course, I donated some money uh, back in back in the day years ago uh, to help build uh, the boys home. And, and that's been successful ever since we we, we did that. And and, you know, I see the what's most important to me is when I can see the kids as adults when they walk up to mm -hmm. me. Uh, like I, I live in Chicago, so I, I, I'm walking down the street one day on Michigan Avenue and one of the, the former uh, residents of the home came up to me and, and, and he said, you know, I remember when you, when you, when you first came down and you, 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 you brought your car down and, you know, we had never sat in the Mercedes Benz before and <laughs> you let us sit in the Mercedes and you <laughs> drove us around. And, you know, because of your help, I had a great time at, at Cunningham Children's Home and it really helped me in the development of my life. That, that's what, when I get the most satisfaction, you know, mm -hmm. when, when they come to me as adults and say that, you know, I was able to give them a helping hand. Because a lot of the kids that come are at the children's home yes. are coming, as you said, from tough circumstances. Tough Maybe, uh, you know, a, a situation where they, they're, they're in a tough family environment or they have no family. They're on their own. A absolutely. And, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to grow up with my mom and my dad in, in the household and, you know, grow up in a, a middle class uh, kid that really didn't want for anything. And I, unfortunately, all kids can't have that. But what the Cunningham Children's Home can do is they can give them some of that. And, and, and that's, like I said before, that's exactly why I got involved in the project. Um, and, you know, now Sharla is, is the head of the mm -hmm. uh, Cunningham Children's Home now and, and uh, the programming there. And uh, she's continued the work that Sam Banks has, has done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my wife and I, Wendy, we love working with Sharla. And Charlotte has continued to to make the programs better and and, 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 and continue to carry on the legacy of Cunningham mm -hmm. Children's Home. Yep, Charlotte working out there with Martin Livingston mm -hmm. and, and the entire team. And uh, Charlotte, exciting, I know, to have Kendall's contribution every year, something that you don't want to take for granted. Not at mm -hmm. all. And um, just really grateful that he takes the time out and, and uh, Wendy and, and Kendall come down a few times a year. Actually, the one of my favorite moments, you know, I've been at Cunningham for four years now, so I don't have this 29-year <laughs> legacy. And uh, and it's been great to just watch him. He's so sincere and um, honestly cares about the kids. You know, he will stop by the boys' group home if he's in town for a football game and, and spend time with them. And our, our boys, you know, make posters and uh and you know welcome him but he just kind of sits on the couch with him and says hey you know how's mm -hmm. life and i uh i don't know if i've even told you this kendall mm -hmm. but one of my favorite moments was the one of the first times you came down and i had a chance to see you talking to the kids and you know, one of our kids is sitting on the side. And, you know, you just have to understand our kids have not been in situations where they've uh, had to trust adults. You know, they've right. had sort of had to be self-sufficient. And so one of the, our boys is sitting kind of on the sideline, kind of watching the interactions. He just speaks up and says, Kendall, why would you care about somebody you don't know? And Kendall just sort of said, you know what? Uh, I was blessed enough to have what I have. And I care about everybody being able to you know thrive mm -hmm. and that really is his mentality yeah. he's an encourager he's a helper and and uh man i could just see in that kid sort of this relaxing this sort of like he's he's true he's sincere and he really does value who i am as a human being and um and to me that just said so much about who kendall is and mm -hmm. and his contribution to um our kids but um also the the golf outing and also to our education and recreation center yes, i mean we just yes. he mm -hmm. he's been phenomenal yeah let's talk about that we're visiting with kendall gill three five six nine three nine seven you can text us if you want to say hi the three five one five three five seven 
Or you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Kendall Gill, part of the Flying Illini with us here. The Kendall Gill Golf Outing to benefit the Cunningham Children's Home today. Uh, when are you teeing off? You're down in Savoy, right? At the yeah, orange? we're down in Savoy. We tee off at 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, see, I'm glad Charlotte's here because my wife told me 12. So <laughs> well, you're talking at 12. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking so. at 12. Okay, but we're yeah, teeing off at, yeah. at 1. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's great to go out there. You know, we have a lot of, of foursomes that continue to come back year after year, mm-hmm. continue to support uh, the golf outing, which raises money for the Cunningham Children's Home. And we want to let all of those guys know that we really appreciate their support because without them, we wouldn't be able to raise the money that, that benefits the home. Mm-hmm. Now, last year, I'm trying to remember how much you remember how much you raised last um, year. Um, it was uh, close, maybe twenty six thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this mm-hmm. year, believe it or not, Brian, twenty nine years. You know, golf outings don't typically run that long, so it right. says a lot yeah. about what <laughs> sure. um, happens here. And the Kiwanis Club that uh, of Champaign County helps us. Savoy Rotary. I mean, we have so much support, community support. This year we have, I think we, uh, they told me we have 36 teams that are golfing. So that, mm. you know, normally you want to kind of cap it maybe at 32. We overfill every year and we mm. hardly advertise. And, and unfortunately, we have to turn people yeah. away. Um, so it's just amazing. The community comes around Cunningham but also believes in mm-hmm. um, what Kendall's doing. They see his support. He's, he's uh, got integrity and, and believes in this and a lot of U of I fans. So in addition to uh, Kendall speaking today, we also have Athletic Director Josh Whitman will be out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Coach Underwood will be out there too, and then uh, my another fave, Coach Henson and uh, Mary, are going to be out there. And uh, he's doing great, and we're I'm excited to see him. Yeah, so. I saw he was swimming again. Here. Yes, I saw that in the paper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. trying to do it every day. Well, Kendall, you're teaming up with Coach uh, on this this rec center. Tell us about that. Well, we teamed. How many years ago was that that we, Gosh, that we started? Gosh, it was back in 2007. Yeah, 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 2007 that we started the fundraising for the rec center, and Coach and I have have worked every year to to raise money for it and and now well, how how long do you think the completion is going to take uh, the, now the construction is underway yeah the construction is underway yeah. so uh i actually saw the the the, the first uh, well not the first but i actually saw the construction on it the last time i was down which was about maybe a month and a half ago and it has come along mm-hmm. big time you know and it, it's going to allow uh, the kids on the campus to have a, a recreation center where they can go and they can do all types of activities um, where they don't really have to leave the campus if they don't want to. You know, they can stay right there and do everything that they need to do. It's, it's a great place. I can't wait for it to be uh, completed. Mm-hmm. Well, I know Coach Hanson had a huge impact on, on your life and all of those guys oh, yeah, in different ways. He At he the did. time, though, because you're, mm-hmm. you're young and it's like all yeah. of us when we're young, you're like, why is he telling me that? Or why am <laughs> exactly. I doing this? And but as you've gotten older, do you, you, you just start to appreciate more and more what the things he taught you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, Coach, when, when I tell people all the time, when I came here, I was a boy. You know, when I left, I was a young man. And, and I think that that was true for all of us, all of the flying Illini, all of the, my, my uh, classmates that I came in with. Uh, we still talk about stories Coach Henson used to tell us, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether I talk to – and we still get together every once in a while. You know, all we live in different parts of the country now, but Nick Anderson, Irving Small, Steve Bardo, uh, P.J. Bowman, who, who now is a doctor in, in Los Angeles, and uh, Ryan Baker, of course, who, mm-hmm. who you know who's, who's up at CVS Sports Chicago is now a broadcaster up there. We all get together. We still talk about the, the things and the life lessons that Coach Henson taught us, and, and we would get mad at him 
back then, you know, because he would halt practice just to give us uh, a lecture on certain things. But now that we're grown men, we, we understand what he was talking about. So, you know, we really uh, value Coach Henson, and we, we're glad he's just, we, that he's doing a lot better. I know uh, our friend Jim Turpin had a chance to be with you yeah. guys and travel as the play-by-play voice. Mm-hmm. I traveled with the, the old 5 team. The thing I admired about the old 5 team was how hard they worked People say, well, it, obviously they were talented, mm-hmm. but they just worked so hard. Right. They were in the gym constantly. Mm-hmm. Was that? Is there something about the 89 team that, I mean, besides being super talented, mm-hmm. was there one ingredient intangible that you guys had that really put you over the top? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> we, we, we worked super hard, too. As a matter of fact, I just posted something on Instagram where I'm still, uh, I'm still doing the same uh, workout as we did on Memorial Football Field. They call 60-40s. And uh, we, that's where you would sprint 60 yards and then jog 40, turn around and do it again. You, we'd start off at 20 at the beginning of the summer and then end up at 60. In 1989, we all did that as a team, each and every day in the summertime. Nobody went home. We all stayed down here at summer school. And we were in so much better shape than the other teams when the season started from those 60-40s that we, ju- we were just able to blow teams away. That's how we were down – uh, 18 to Missouri in the bragging rights mm. game and were able to come back <laughs> because we always had an extra gear that we could go to. Uh, a, a, another interesting fact, and I don't, I don't know whether people know this, but every single member of the 89 team, including the walk-ons, including the managers, were from the state of Illinois. Yeah. So we were really an Illinois team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk a little bit. Uh, Brad Underwood's going to be down there as mm-hmm. he uh, begins to put his imprint. The first year is always for a new coach. Yeah. is you're just kind of figuring out what you have and who's going to work and who's not and mm-hmm. uh, with your system. and uh, He strikes me as a guy who's got a plan, mm-hmm. knows where he wants to go. Do you have that same sense? Yeah, I have the same sense. And, uh, you know, it's going to take you a couple years to, to ha- put your imprint on the program because you need to get a couple recruiting classes of your own in before you can really start to see the shape in which you want your program to go. And I think that that's where – uh, Coach Underwood is going. I think that that's where Lovey Smith is is going at this point. You know, you got you got to give the guys a couple years before you really see what they can do. I think that signing Io was was a great uh, get for for our basketball program. I think he's a, a great young talent. Uh, you know, watched him play up in Chicago. If he can continue to recruit kids like that, then we're going to be get right back on the map fairly quickly. 10:23, visiting with Kendall Gill. He's getting ready for the Kendall Gill uh, golf outing. He'll be speaking down there in Savoy at the Orange Course and then playing. They'll tee off at 1 to benefit the Cunningham uh, Children's Home. Uh, the game of basketball has changed so much. It has. Um, you know, the, the big men are, don't exist that much. People right. are playing all <laughs> kinds of positions. Is that mm-hmm. kind of what you're seeing in the, in the college game? Uh, yes. You, you look at a guy like Jaron Jackson Jr. from Michigan State, and he's six foot ten, can can block shots, but he can also shoot three point shots. I mean, I, back when I played, that was unheard of. Right, you know, Durant. You know, Durant right? Yeah. Uh, at seven feet tall, he, he's he's crossing guys over at the top of the key. Uh, but the only thing that I don't like, you know, I I like the the changes that I see where big men are, are doing things that guards normally do, but sometimes I think that. There's changes in the game that they allow that they shouldn't, like the traveling that I see, mm-hmm. a la James Harden when he dribbles the basketball and then takes an extra two steps and <laughs> shoots a jump shot. One guy I saw for, from the Philadelphia 76ers in, in the playoffs, pump fake, didn't even dribble and took two shots to the to the, uh, two steps to the left and took the shot. That's traveling. I think that you still 
have to keep the rules of the game intact. You can't let the guys, even though it looks nice and flashy, you still have to keep the fundamentals of the game intact because then you'll start seeing younger players do it. Like I had to correct my son the other day. He tried to do the James Harden, you know, while mm-hmm. he dribbled the basketball. And t- he said, well, I saw James Harden. I said, well, that's not the right way, son. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I hope that the NBA, uh, I know it's not going to happen in college basketball, but I hope that the NBA uh, meets with their rules committee and, and corrects that b- because I don't think that that's right that they mm-hmm. let them do that. Back to the uh, Cunningham Children's Home. Uh, Charlotte, uh, the, the campaign, uh, people can call, donate. What uh, What are some numbers or information where they should Sure, they can. Um, well, the the intent of this latest campaign is, you know, um, Coach Luhensen and uh, Mary, really, we bring the families together, and Kendall and Wendy um, really helped us kick this off way back, and, and we really just want to honor their work. They've not only uh, given uh, their support of it, um, you know, financially, but also to um, really helping us reach out to other people and be a part of that. So if they want more information, they can look at CunninghamHome.org. That's our website. We have information there. Or they can call 337-9071. Sorry, I got a frog in my throat today, mm-hmm. it sounds like. But, um, yeah, so we're excited to honor uh, what they've put into this. It's we, We're calling it the Honor 2 campaign, making gifts or pledges um, to honor these two guys and uh, opportunities to just say, hey, thanks for all you've done for our community. Mm-hmm. What's that phone number again? It's 337-9071. You got time for a quick call here? I think oh, we, absolutely. I'm guessing we have a well-wisher here. Brian, hey, you're on with Kendall Gill. Go ahead. Yes. How's it going, my brother from another mother? How you doing, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> you and I share the same birthday, Kendall. Oh, you do? May okay, 25th. great. We got, we got May a, 25th. Got a fellow Gemini, huh? Yeah, I'm hard. I, it's hard to believe you're 50 years old. Hey, listen, I can't believe it either. You know, my mom and dad actually called me on my birthday and said, hey, you're, you're an old man now. You know? yeah. <laughs> I didn't believe that they would ever say that, but yeah, I am 50. I still remember you uh, coming here long, stringy, you know, and yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, not, not a diamond in the rough, but uh, I think you guys could have schooled that 2005 team. What do you think? Well, you know, I, I was up at uh, the the Hall of Fame benefit the other day, uh, the other a couple of weeks back, and they asked us that question. And I'm going to stay politically correct. I think that both both teams were were great. Uh, you know, uh, my teammate. I, I'll tell you what Nick Anderson thinks. Okay, Nick Anderson thinks that the game would be over by halftime in favor of, of the '89 team. So that's what Nick Anderson thinks. <laughs> I don't think they could handle you defensively. Well, I think you had too many. Well, the thing is, well, the thing is, you know, if, if though if this dream matchup should have happened, I don't think that the that the 2005 team would have had anybody to contend with Nick Anderson at all. You know, Nick Anderson is six foot six, 225 pounds. Uh, I don't know which one of those guys were going to guard him, and and if they wanted to try, good luck. You know, Nick Anderson was was a beast in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would have been exciting, you know. Uh, yeah. It'd be great to see you. But uh, I appreciate what you're doing, Kendall, and uh, Cunningham is a great place to put your energy and uh, help those kids. Thank you very much, Brian. I appreciate it, and uh, happy birthday mm-hmm. to you. All right. Yeah. Hey, Same to you. Thanks for the call. All right. Well, that's hard to believe. 30 years ago you were playing. Yeah. Is that, does that yeah. seem surreal? It does, yeah, yeah. you know, because I, I can still – 
do the same things as I used to do. You know, my, I, I, the one thing that I can't do, I can't jump as yeah, high. Your knees is, yeah. or the knees, the, no, no, your knees are fine? Yeah, my knees are fine. Okay. Everything is fine. It's just that I can't, you know, now I can still dunk the basketball, but now I have to think about it. You know, <laughs> I, have to, <laughs> I have to gather my steps, four or five steps. Uh, but before, you know, we, we never even thought about it. We just jumped up jumped and up did and it. Jumped up and did yeah. it, yeah. yeah that's yeah, the exactly. thing. When I talk to Dion, when I talk to Hester, mm-hmm. they always say that's their knees or what, you know, they, they quit playing because they just, you know. Yeah, yeah, my okay. knees, my knees are fine. Yeah. But, but you know, I, I, I kept training and everything after because you're boxing and everything. I was boxing yeah. and everything, so that's probably yeah. Why. No, you look in great shape. Thank and, you. I appreciate uh, and it. And have a thank good uh, outing today. And uh, thank, thank you, you again much. for all you do for the Cunningham Children's Home. Okay. Thank, thanks a lot, Brian. I appreciate everybody uh, having us, and it's good to be back home. Yeah. My well, if home. you come <laughs> to a basketball game, make sure you stop by and say hi. Well, so. I definitely will. All right, that's Kendall Gill, Charlotte Jolly. They've got the Kendall Gill golf outing benefiting the Cunningham Children's Home. Coming up this afternoon. 1029, we'll take a quick break, Blake. Come back and we'll have Tim Dittman with the news in a moment. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. Penny for Your Thoughts here on this Monday. Well, we've had a busy day here, huh, with all the uh, folks coming through. We've got uh, Erica Harold. We had her in the uh, first hour. Running for Attorney General, everybody knows her, and everybody knows Kendall Gill. And uh, Kendall, of course, part of the Flying Illini. He looks great, let me tell you. A guy that is uh, just 50 years old, he's in great shape. He's taking care of his body for sure. And uh, I guess all the boxing training probably paid off too. And when you, it's often a cliche when you say, man, he looks like he could still play. He could. So he looks great. Anyway, good to see him and uh, good to have Charlon with us as well from the uh, Cunningham Children's Home. Hope you'll help out with that. Uh, 337-9071 is the phone number. They've got the golf outing down in Savoy today at the Orange Course. Hey, now that your uh, corn is knee high, knee high, what are you talking about? It's like eight feet high. <laughs> What's next? Grow your farm forward with help from Busey, Ag Services, and Farm Brokerage. They provide a full range of products and services to meet your agricultural needs. Whether you need a loan for production expenses or to purchase land and equipment, Busey provides lending solutions. Their real estate brokerage firm can assist with the sale or purchase of properties, market analysis, and market studies. They also provide farm management, rural appraisals, and agricultural consultation. Busey's a name you can trust. Their roots run deep, serving farmers for nearly 150 years at the very start of the ag industry in Illinois. 90,000-plus acres under management, a nine-member team with more than 130 years of combined experience. Benefit from their wealth of expertise? Attend the Farm Landowners Workshop Tuesday, August 7th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Champaign County Farm Bureau in Champaign. Visit Busey.com or call 217-351-2744, to reserve your seat. Partner with a team whose roots run deep. Get it? Roots run deep. Busey Ag Services and Farm Brokerage teams have the resources you need to grow forward. Uh, and again, call 1-800-67-BUSEY or visit Busey.com today. Text in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Says Kendall Gill, what a great person. He makes me proud. That is from Rick. All right, open line time here the rest of this hour. Whatever's on your mind today. Big Supreme Court announcement coming up this evening. Of course, that's headlining. I'm still amazed by all the work they're doing in that cave over in Thailand. Um, I don't know if you've seen the animation they've done to kind of describe what's going on or how they're rescuing them and how they're underwater for a certain amount of time. They've got uh, scuba 
gear to get them through a tight spot underwater and then out to somehow through that cave. I don't know how they're doing it, but they've got eight, I guess, of the 13 people out, eight of the 12 kids and the coach. So now there's five left. That certainly has been a, a huge international story across the uh, seas over there in Thailand. And again, the president will make his announcement tonight on his Supreme Court nominee. We'll have that for you live here on the radio at 8 o'clock on News Talk 1400 DWS. Open line tomorrow on the money at 10. Tomorrow on Tuesday, we'll have an open line uh, as for now on Wednesday, depending on what happens here with all of the uh, Supreme Court talk. I'm going to do the first hour. Scott Beatty will do the second hour because I've got to go speak to a group of uh, young people at a camp at Lincoln Hall on the U of I campus. So Scott will sit in the second hour. Mark Shagnon joins me on Thursday, and we'll see what else we come up with along the way here on Penny for Your Thoughts. We are at 1037, 82 degrees. Let's take a break. Back with more. Your phone calls, emails, and texts coming up here in a moment. Brian Barnhart back on Penny for your thoughts. 356-9397 here on this July the 9th already. And we're going to be at the Big Ten Media Days, by the way, two weeks from tomorrow. We'll have uh, our stations and uh, News Gazette Media will have a presence, I believe, on two weeks from tonight. On Monday night, the first day of the Big Ten Media Day. Tuesday, they divide it up into two days now. Used to be uh, a couple of days, but they did all the coaches back when we had 11 coaches. They would do them all on the same day as far as their press presentation, their opening remarks, and the players and coaches are available with different things. They farmed them out. Well, then when the league got to be 14, they divided it up into two days. Illinois' day is two weeks from tomorrow. On Tuesday, the uh, 24th, but uh, half the teams will be up there on Monday and the other half on Tuesday. We'll do Penny for Your Thoughts live from Chicago two weeks from tomorrow up there so we'll look forward to that and then of course football practice will be starting and then the season and uh, Kent State and we'll be on our way to uh, into the fall and winter months here on DWS glad you're with us today wherever you might be listening a sunny day very warm a high around 90 I think yesterday we got to 84 what a great weekend weather-wise to get out and about that was like a, a small window of opportunity right I kept thinking on uh, Saturday in particular, it was like Southern California. <laughs> that's what it felt like. And I, that's why people live out there, I guess. But uh, we got a little window of it anyway where it was uh, sunny but pleasant. 1041, and we're at 82 degrees currently here in Champaign-Urbana. Some of the uh, local news that our newsroom's been covering, a fixture in Gifford who provided comfort food for many years, including after the 2013 tornado being fondly remembered. 59-year-old Lauren Schluter of Armstrong died in a crash near Flatville over the weekend. They believe he uh, ran a stop sign at a rural intersection, collided with a pickup truck. Uh, he was best known as the operator of Bibb's Country Restaurant in Gifford. And after a tornado uh, struck the town in 2013, Schluter kept people full as they worked to pick up the pieces. You can go to WDWS.com for more memories of him. Also, uh, certain Urbana police officers would be due two pay raises under a union contract up for uh, council approval tonight. That deal retroactive to July of last year runs until July of 2020. 
says police union employees would be due a 2% pay increase in each year of the contract. Police sergeants would also get a $1,000 per year raise. The contract also broadens the rules related to time off for the death of a loved one. It also says if an officer trades a shift with another, then can't make that shift due to illness or injury, they will be docked six time, uh, sick time. Also tonight, the council could put in motion a plan to give people with disabilities another housing option. Council will vote on an agreement with the Housing Authority of Champaign County to apply for state money for the project. The plan to build up to 24 one-story cottage-style units at 1606 East Colorado. Housing Authority money and private money would also fund that project. Urbana City Council meets tonight at 7 at the city building. And much of the Unit 4 facilities' attention has been focused on Central High and Burnham Mansion. But the uh, school board tonight will vote on a land swap that would foster expansion of Franklin Middle School. The uh, school district would demolish a home at 711 Sherwood then swap that property with a vacant lot next door at 709 Sherwood. The city plans to build a Habitat for Humanity home at 711 Sherwood, and Unit 4 could use 709 Sherwood for future expansion of Franklin Middle School. The Unit 4 school board meets tonight at 530. So that's some of the, the local headlines here. 3569397 is how you can join us. On the uh, phone lines, you can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357. We're at 1044 here at DWS. Came across a couple of interesting little items here. I don't know what you think about these. Uh, lawmakers in Argentina have passed legislation that would make every citizen over 18 an organ donor by default, requiring anyone who doesn't want to be to have to opt out. In other words, you'd be in automatically unless you opt out. The bill was passed unanimously by both the upper and lower houses of Congress in Argentina, now headed to the country's president to sign. The legislation is known as the Justina Law, after a 12-year-old girl who died while waiting for a heart transplant. Out of Argentina's 44 million people, only 287 became organ donors this year, while over 7,700 people we're waiting for organ donations. France and the Netherlands have uh, similar laws that automatically make their citizens organ donors. Of course, right now you can voluntarily do it. You can do it on the back of your the, well, your driver's license. You check all that. I know Jesse White has been uh, you know talking about that for many many years. But it's interesting. Uh, basically, in Argentina and France and the Netherlands already have it. Uh, you would be signed up to uh, donate your organs unless you opt out. I don't know what you think of that, but that is an interesting idea that is uh, happening down in Argentina. Hey, Corey Swanson's a hands-on owner, meaning he works on almost every job with the crew. And We're talking about Swanson Roofing, the roofing dog. He's hands-on. He's local. He graduated from Rantoul High School and the University of Illinois. The roofing dog crew that he's put together is comprised of roofing professionals certified in roof installation, and they guarantee their workmanship for the lifetime of the roof, and the materials they use are guaranteed for 50 years. And Swanson Roofing takes responsibility and ownership of every past customer, and that is a cornerstone of their business. They'll also help you with small repairs and help you save your roof, even if Swanson Roofing did not do the roof. Uh, they're happy to come out and fix any problem. So don't worry about that. If you think, well, gee, I'm embarrassed. I had somebody else do it, and I don't know what to do. Well, Swanson Roofing can do that for you. It's one of our uh, sponsors. We're 
Proud to recommend them. A free estimate, 217-355-ROOF, 217-355-7663, or visit theroofingdog.com. All right, got a text in on the Castle uh, Heating and Cooling text line. Hi, Brian, will you play excerpts from Big Ten Media Day? I'd like to know what Lovey Smith will say about the upcoming season. also like to know what Urban Meyer will say about the Buckeyes. Well, we'll see what we can do. We may, uh, I think when we're up there, they may be live at the podium anyway. We can probably pick up some of what they say, depending on the timing. But uh, you'll hear it between the uh, News Gazette sports page with uh, Steve Kelly and Matt Daniels and uh, Scott Ritchie and those guys covering it on Monday. Uh, Scott Beatty, I think, will be up there uh, with me on uh, Tuesday. We'll be doing the Penny Show 9 to 11. We'll have all kinds of things for you in relation to that. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have it covered for you up there coming up in a couple of weeks. 356-9397 is how you join us on the phone. We appreciate Erica Harold coming by in that first hour running for Attorney General. And then, of course, Kendall Gill, the Kendall Gill golf outing today at the U of I Orange Course. And, boy, you talk about two young people. Now, Kendall just turned 50. He's still young, right? But uh, we talk about folks that have made, uh, use the, the opportunities they've received um, here in, at the University of Illinois or in Champaign-Urbana and then gone on to uh, big things and uh, Miss America and played in the NBA and, and then giving back to their community the way they do or giving back to their state. Uh, it's just very, very, um, you know, a lot of fun to talk to people like that and uh, very accomplished and very proud of what they do. And I know uh, you feel that same way. Let's go to uh, Joe in St. Joseph. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. I wasn't call in for a while, but it's always been busy. Uh, oh, well. A couple of points I want to make. Uh, first of all, regarding President Trump's pick for the Supreme Court tonight, mm-hmm. uh, Democrats have been saying that, well, he don't have a right to pick because he's under investigation. Well, considering the fact that this investigation is being led by Cotton Mueller and his band of Democrat witch hunters using fabricated evidence to come up with it. Uh, I don't think that really holds any water. Well, you know that's Second all. Point, you know that's a political game, right? Of course, uh, it, of course yeah. it is, and uh, just like this whole investigation is, it's all political. Yeah. Uh, well, because I, I I was I was telling people I've read a book back um, when Nixon um, uh, Spiro Agnew resigned and he was looking to replace him. And the talk at that time was, well, Nixon shouldn't be allowed to appoint his vice president or nominate someone to be vice president because he's under investigation at the time. So this, these things go in cycles. I mean, it's the same, uh, you know, and bo- both sides have done it. But in this case, it's political, yes. Well, exactly. And that's one thing I just hate so much about politics is how these type of things get so twisted. I mean, they don't care about the people. It's all political game. Anyway, the second point I wanted to make today was concerning the illegal immigration. Uh, all of these South American people are coming through Mexico, and Mexico is aiding in the invasion of this country by allowing them to do that. I don't understand why the, the Republican Party and Trump don't slap some sanctions on Mexico as long as they're allowing this to occur. Uh, That's one way they could possibly put a stop to this. Of course, Mexican, they want all the Mexicans to come in here if they can. 
to send money back to the country, which their countries are impoverished, and I understand that. But we've got to have borders, and we've got to have control of borders. And why this is allowing them to happen, I don't understand. Well, and I wonder, I have to do some reading on this, but I'm wondering how much of Mexico's issues are tied in, which they are, they're tied in, I just wonder how much, with the drug cartels and everything else that's going on, the drug kingpins, if you will, um, you know, and their control of certain areas of the border near the U.S. I just wonder, you know, if they're impotent or what, you know, they can't, can they not do anything or are they in a tough spot in that regard, too? Well, I suspect that's part of the biggest part of the problem is the drug cartels down there. I'm not sure who's really running the country down there now, whether it's them or the so-called elected government. Yeah. And uh, well, that's kind of what I wonder sometimes. But, hey, Joe, thanks for the call. Thank you. Yep, good to hear from you. A quick break. Back with more. Penny for your thoughts. Get caught up on the latest local news, sports, and weather on the DWS News Hour presented by ABC Heating and Air. Join us this afternoon at 4 here on News Talk 1400. Penny for your thoughts continues on this Monday. Back to the phones. Joe in Urbana. Hey, how are you? Well, I'm very good. I'm just uh, surprised that you agreed with your last caller on, on this wit hunt. On the witch hunt? Yeah, because it was set up by Republicans, and it was the Republican Attorney General, and there's more Republicans on Mueller's team than there is Democrats, and you guys get it twisted. There's 16 indictments and five almost uh, guilty verdicts right now, and I don't understand why you don't think this is a worthy cause. And the Senate uh, just said... Yes, the Ruf- Russians did mess with the last election in favor of Trump. Did you read that? I did. Real- huh? Yeah, I did. I've seen all that. Now, the House said the opposite, right? Yeah, the House had no Democrats on the committee, and they only met with four Republicans, and they didn't cover all the bases. They did, they did the, they did the uh, let's go have a cup of coffee and give a verdict. Mm-hmm. The Senate did their work. The Senate had more people in. They had longer study times. And they took the ad- the advice of our good, intelligent agencies, no matter what is said by certain people. Them people have got good backgrounds. They're not fly-by-night people, and they're not up there just uh, for a cup of coffee. So I've worked. I've worked with a couple. Mm-hmm. And well, guys, never mind. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm surprised to hear that come from this radio station. This is a serious event. This is not just a political walk in the park. This isn't over yet, so well, we shouldn't treat it as a joke. Well, do you th- you th- so you think there's evidence of collusion? They, I don't know. I don't know what they know. Do you know what they know? No, I don't know what they know either. But what I'm saying is, is, is until they come up with some evidence, I mean, yeah, they're working on it. I, I think they're serious-minded. There's a lot of it. What's but, the but, 16 but, indictments but, for? Do but you to, think they're going to have 16 indictments against people that they're going to get slapped in the face and look silly? This is This is serious. Well, we're going to find out. I mean, but how many of them, I mean, do they, a lot of it's going to be, what, lying under oath or this or that? Well, but, I mean, yeah, well, but why it, do you lie under oath? Because you don't want to tell the truth. 
Well, I, I just, and I'm not saying it's a witch hunt. I'm just saying that, hey. Agreed uh, with the other guy. You agreed. Well, what, what I did yeah. is, what, I, what I'm saying is that there's a lot of politics in all of this. Are you saying there's no politics in any of it? They're all politicians. Well, that's, of that's, that's, politicians. That's my point. Why would a Senate? Why would a Senate investigation committee not play politics and agree with, with the Republican House? They did their work. So the In Senate. Fact, so the Senate wasn't political, but the House was. No, I say they did their work. Oh, okay. Hey, Joe, I got to run, but hey, thanks for your call. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yep. We'll take a break. Back in a moment. All right, back on Penny for your thoughts. Three five six nine three nine seven, as always, is the uh, phone number. We're approaching eleven o'clock, so we're out of time for any more calls or emails or texts. And want to remind you that tomorrow morning we'll have an open line. Uh, probably a lot of discussion about the Supreme Court nominee. You can hear that tonight at eight here on the radio on DWS and on the Money in the second hour at ten. Thanks to Erica Harold and Kendall Gill for being with us. Thank you to all of you for listening on WDWS Champaign-Urbana.